1: PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcarecom loss. That's plushcarecom loss.
2: I'm sensing a slight grump in the room from this English contingent over here. And uh, Jay, what sort of mood are you in? Not great. Um, yeah, not great. Okay. it's well, <laughs> a nice positive way to start. Uh, hands-in and a limp, half-hearted pod on three. One, two, three. Pod. pod. Right then, this is the Egg Chasers Rugby Podcast, and we have just had round three of the Six Nations. We've had a round of Premiership Pro 12 and Super Rugby action as well to talk about. I'm Tim JB is there Good day Tim And there's Phil Hi Tim Uh, We are available of course on iTunes And as of right now This is the very first podcast uh, Where we're very very happy to be available on Acast Mm. Which is a wonderful little app That you should get on your smartphone And then go and enjoy uh, Egg Chaser's and other podcasts from ACAST as well. Mostly egg chasers, probably over and over again as well. Yeah, repeatedly, (laughs) and insist that all your friends download it as well. No, 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 just just briefly, what's very cool about the ACAST app is that you will get more than just what you hear. There'll be things you can see, and when we talk about people, you might see a picture of, well, JB talking about... Sam Burgess's quads or something like that you'll get a picture of Sam Burgess's I don't know quads. where this comes from
1: where does this come from what, is, what you'll see do I need see? to get the back Mountain music out what, Jay what you'll see is Andy Good, and then you'll see <laughs> a bit more Andy Good. Gavin Henson Gavin Henson some Jamie Cudmore over yeah. and over again
0: yeah Jamie Cudmore now, that, now you're talking my language Jay
2: uh, we are available on iTunes thank you for the reviews and, the, and all the rest of it you've left um, thank you very much for getting in touch with us on Twitter as well at Rugby Podcast <gasps> is where you can find us there Jamie Cudmore what of Jamie Cudmore? Jamie
1: Cudmore was in the news this week, wasn't he? Uh, making noises about performance enhancers.
0: He uh, released quite quite an aggressive tweet challenging anyone who's ever suggested that any rugby players take performance enhancing drugs. Ah, so where have I heard this then? Has that made the news somehow? I, I don't know. I did tweet an image of it to you oh sorry I sent an image uh, message that's and probably why.
2: good research there Jay well done <laughs> well, I knew it was making awesome. sure you're in, in possession of all the facts before you make a statement on the podcast I'm in possession of Phil but they all are all the facts at <laughs> uh, Rugby Podcast is where you can find us on Twitter and lots of people got in touch regarding one of the things we were talking about last week which was the cliches of players so when you hear a commentary quite often the, the one fact surrounding a player that all the, the journalists and commentators cannot help but bring up and we did miss some. Mark Smith from Welling Garden City tweeted us to say Brian the Pitbull Moore is a qualified manicurist. Yeah, Really?
0: A couple of people tweeted that. I, I didn't realise.
2: Fact! Yeah, he opened up but it might have been with his wife. Uh, he opened up and trained and learnt how to become a manicurist. What is that? He cat is the people that look after your nails and your cuticles and your f- and all the rest of it. Uh, Brian right. Moore, Brian Moore can do that. That's, that's pretty amazing. That
1: it's not amazing, but yes, it's in. Uh, okay. It, yeah, you wouldn't really put him and that together, no. would you? Well, you wouldn't put him and law together. To be fair, <laughs> I'm a, I'm up on murder charges. Call call Brian. No. <laughs> uh,
2: student of the game on Twitter said David Strettle played for Manchester United in his youth. Uh, Victor Matfield was a fast bowler in cricket in his youth. Facts. I can see that. Yeah, you can, can't yeah. you? Pretty frightening fast bowler, that. Coming down from a height as well. And Yanni Duplessis found out about the fact that he was called up to the 2007 South Africa World Cup squad just after he delivered a baby on an overnight shift.
0: Wow. <laughs> I hope the parents called it Yanni. <laughs>
2: <laughs> they should have done. Oh, and of course, Sean O'Brien was a farmer. Was he? He's a farmer. Was, is yeah. Is, so
1: is or was Julian White?
0: Uh, yes. yes, I know the uh, Youngs brothers, definitely. They're, yeah. they're farming stock, aren't they? Norfolk farming stock. Norfolk? I thought they were Leicester. I think their dad plays, but I'm sure they're from, they are from. grew up in Norfolk. Anyway.
2: And uh, another fact uh, that's emerged over the last week. Sean Edwards, the Wales coach, is bitter. <laughs> yes, he is. <laughs> Sour grapes coming out and saying, oh, I don't like the choke tackle, get rid of the choke tackle, it's ruining rugby, just because England used it quite well to beat Wales.
1: Yeah, but- they used it magnificently well. And this was probably the single most annoying story other than Finn Russell that I encountered all week. (laughs) When you make all these rules, what eventually happens... Laws, laws, laws. laws, All the people do is try and break them. And even worse, they try and manipulate them. And I can't remember his name. This is what happens when, when you try and podcast hungover. And Sean Edwards has come out and said that he believes the choke tackle to be unsafe, and then goes to back up his point where saying, oh, well, you've got to be careful with concussions. The choke tackle is probably the singular most safe technique
0: that there is to stop a player. Yeah. Easily. Because it slows everything down. Yeah. It's, it is the safest way to bring a man to ground. If I was going to design a safe way to tackle
1: uh, a rugby player, it would probably be chest-to-chest. And that's kind of what you do with choke tackle, because you've got to slow down, you've got to hold, hold them up. Yeah. There is very little risk whatsoever. Just sour
2: grapes, isn't it? Just sour just, grapes.
1: It's just... But this is what's plaguing, plaguing the game. Him, uh, Cockle does it all the time by saying, well, maybe I'll let the lads dive. I really, really hate it.
0: It really does come across as sour grapes, doesn't it? But yeah. Because it's not worked um, in his favour. He, he, he wants it banned. What did he say? Yeah, he said, it doesn't add anything to the game. Well,
1: I, I'm not entirely sure that Dan Liddy at diving at knees brings anything to the game, but it is part of the game. It's all part of the game. Yeah. yeah. And if you can't, yeah. can't deal with it, that's your problem as a coach.
2: Now, they'll be slightly happier, the Welsh coaches, after a victory in Paris. Yeah. uh, Which we'll get to in just a minute. But because it's raw and fresh in our minds, I want to talk about the Ireland-England game. We've just come straight from JB's house where the three of us watched it. And as Englishmen, Phil and I, I just feel frustrated by that.
0: Oh, absolutely. 100%. Frustration's the right word. Because England, they've got an inexperienced back line, but they just did not play smart rugby. Ireland had a very, very simple game plan. Which yep. is use a forge on the corner and kick the ball. Do not play any expansive rugby anywhere apart from England's 22. Mm. And England uh, seems to have a similar game plan, which is do not play
2: expansive mm-hmm. rugby anywhere apart from England's 22. England's own 22. I don't get it. I mean, if you want to put use that um, choke tackle analogy, Ireland did an 80-minute choke tackle on England. That's actually what they did. They just they just went. You're going to have to get through this impenetrable green wall. Yeah. Uh, go on, off you go. Give it give it your best shot. It was
1: quite a miserable game, and I also thought it brought out the shortcomings in Lancaster, because it's, tactically England weren't too good. Yeah. Selection wise, he had one call to make, and that was fullback, and he messed. What it up. What would you have done? You, everyone knows exactly what what I, I would have done. I'd have moved Watson to the, uh, to fullback and probably bought in a different winger. Maybe kept Johnny May. I mean, obviously I'd have brought in Miles Benjamin or Christian Wade.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, I you, just... see, you see, I kind of I hear that, Jay. With having watched the way that England played the match, which was kind of, let's chuck it, we're in our own 22, let's have a go and try and go around the outside. I'd go, yes, your selection would make more sense. I actually think the right selection was made because I was expecting England to play a bit more safe as houses at the back territory and try and squeeze out a win by using mm. their front five. But isn't the best form of defence attack?
1: I would uh, like to see
0: him just really go for it. I, I don't think all-out attack. Like England tried it twice in their own 22 in the first half and got turned over and gave away two penalties, gave away six points. All-out attack wasn't the right thing to do. We said it last week. England need to play a pragmatic game because they, we, well, we believe they had the better type five. But yeah. obviously Ireland were completely dominant at the break down disrupted England's scrums disrupted England's line out they were all round the better team but playing that simple game
2: and what I don't understand is between Wales when it was territory first and then just go for it with hard running angles in 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 the Welsh third in that second half you go from that to like I'm trying to work out what was being talked about in the England camp in training This week, because they must have... Because it it wasn't that the players were so stupid they got excited and just thought, I'm going to run it. It happened so many times, running it from their own 22. It was clearly a coached tactic.
1: I can can tell that you two feel the same way as I did when Wales lost to England, which was, there's a coaching error here, they've been told to do something, and it is completely the wrong thing.
0: Yeah, I, I almost think that England were kind of sucked into playing that way by the fact that Ireland... They defend with their three, their back three really deep. And so you've only got a wall of 13, uh, sorry, 12 guys um, in the defensive line when England are in our own territory. So it's like a challenge to get round them. And England stepped up and tried to take on that challenge, but weren't good enough to do it.
2: I reckon if you did that to Australia or New Zealand, they would have the skills to be able to run around the outside no 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 i think i think their i think their handling skills would be good enough that they would get surveyor on the outside because england were trying to get around the outside because there was space but well of course we don't
1: know because new zealand didn't visit ireland over the autumns but of course a lot of other teams did and ireland was still very successful yeah so it does look like this ireland team does look like
2: the real deal phil phil called it their irish defense is awesome yeah. It is quite it, impressive. And again, that's three games uh, in Six Nations against three good teams and one try conceded. I think the yeah. Welsh
1: might test it, though. I yeah. think they've got the personnel to really give it a good going over.
0: But Jamie Roberts against Robbie Henshaw, Robbie Henshaw's defence was superb. He was he a deserved man of the match, mm. in, in my opinion. Although he, he didn't do much with ball in hand going forward, apart from yeah. very hard carrying um, and scoring that try, dotting that try down. But his defence and, and all that was, was excellent.
1: Can we all agree that we don't think Goud is going to make another England appearance for some time.
0: Um, it'll be interesting to see, because we've now got another week's break, so we, you'd expect Mike Brown to pass the concussion protocol in that time. Yeah. And I don't
1: think he'll make the... I think come, that might come be back the final nail in the coffin for his World Cup hopes.
0: He received probably, I don't know, 15 to 20 kicks in that game, and most of them he did well with. They were all difficult kicks. And what you've got to remember is Good's not the tallest fullback. That island team is perfectly designed for that game plan because you've got that tall athletic back three and then they've effectively got two full backs in the centres. So every yeah. single one of those players going onto the ball is adept at, at taking the high ball.
2: I think the England backs looked naive. Yeah, uh, they, look, they looked like a team that didn't have many caps between them. They didn't play a smart game at all. And pro- in my opinion, the worst of those, he went from being golden boy to... Looking out of his depth to on, on the strength of what I saw today, George Ford had an absolute horror show. Yeah,
0: Ford really didn't play well, to the point where he almost threw uh, an interception two-man mispass on his own 22 I- with 10 minutes to go, which was just, it would never, n- never on. It yeah. shows he was, how I much really pressure he under. I really
1: hope this doesn't make Lancaster go into a shell and then revert back to the Barrett's and the Farrell's because it would be a massive backward step to take to go as far forward as i feel that they have
0: and then revert back to type would be awful just before the world cup as well mm, but it, it might have been the better option in that game it, it today as <laughs> yeah. a, a safe I, I did say it and i i still stand by it the safer pick for today and um, alex good and the safer game plan would have been more effective. A positive for England was uh, the impact of the subs mm-hmm. and how strongly they finished, which again is a negative for Ireland because you saw a couple of years ago against New Zealand that yeah. where they were well on top and they ran out of steam. And it, at one point, when England got some phase together, strung a few passes together, Nick Easter got over the line, but it was um, accidental offside. If that had gone the right way for England... They could have clawed their way back into it because of the the subs impact and the fitness. That I think Ireland don't mm-hmm. have that same offering.
2: I think we should uh, should move on at this point because there's plenty to talk about, and I'm going to I'm going br- to bring out this music again. Can you guess why? No. <laughs> For who? No. Another Six Nations game.
1: Oh Sergio! Sergio! Yes! Yes!
2: What a man! What a man!
1: <laughs> oh yeah. wow! I enjoyed this game.
2: I really enjoyed the Italy Scotland game. I, I do have to say a famous victory and I mean let's bear in mind right these are this is just the Six Nations. The real the real meat and two veg. I don't know why I used that analogy maybe <laughs> I'm thinking of Sergio. The real test is the World Cup. And to see how much it means to an Italy team to win a game in Scotland and probably they're the only win they'll get this year. Yeah. I loved I love how much it means. Hmm. Yeah. Now
1: I'll get the negative out of the way first. Uh, before we go on and talk about the positive, but this game was sabotaged from the start, oh, it was God. ruined. I, I'm <laughs> sorry, boys. Okay. I'm sorry, keep, I'm, it, I'm, brief. keep I'm it brief, keep it brief. very brief. No, you're only saying to uh, keep this brief because I've told you to no, at no. length for 80 minutes over the England game, <laughs> but our listeners have not heard this. Yeah,
2: keep still, okay. keep it brief. Okay, right.
1: Finn Russell yes. was not allowed to play, no. he was banned, yeah, which is ludicrous. They have hurt the brand of a of rugby, of Six Nations. Why? They, be, How? Because Six Nations is about having the best players on the pitch at any one time. Now, if he's done something wrong, which I don't really think he has, certainly not worth too much ban, uh, find him as a match fee. But don't deprive people of watching the best players. Because now, if you were to watch that game, you think, oh, Scotland are useless. But Scotland made so much progress from a very small player pool so? just to scupper it all. So, How can you say so? No. How can you say so? Uh, it's really important. They need their best players so, at all so, times.
2: So is what you're saying... Uh, let, so let's just say, right, exactly the same offence, punishment, uh, would have been dished out to a player in the Championship... In uh, well, Lord... to, to an unknown player in the premiership, let's say, and then at international level. But you're saying because Finn no, Russell no. is Scotland's main playmaker, we should make an exception for him. Nope.
1: Going forward, they should be changed. And they won't be changed because the, the powers that be are moronic when it, comes to, when it comes to this sort of stuff. What the situation should be is if there is a real serious breach of rules, gouging, biting, that kind of thing, punching, I can see that there is a ban. What Finn Russell did wasn't worthy of one. Maybe you find him as much fee. Finn Russell had his back turned as Dan Bigger jumped onto his back. It's not right. So you
2: would, you would change the punishment for that offence?
1: Yeah, only the highest level offences get bans. Punching, gouging, drug abuse, that sort, right. of, that sort of thing.
2: I, I can hear that, but it, it sounds like... A, a Yeah, yeah. it just sounds like you were saying for this one case, just for this game... No, no. I don't, ball- I don't care about it next week as long as Finn Russell can I play this uh, week.
1: And, and Phil rightly pointed out, if it is Sean Lamont that got done... I wouldn't be mentioning it because I wouldn't. Care.
0: <laughs> but the principle remains. All right, fine. I, I do think the ban was probably correct. I do think it was, it was dangerous and all that. But moving past that, Scotland played with Peter Horne, who's normally a centre, at 10, and he didn't control the game well at all. No. They, were, they, were, they looked kind of clueless, and it was Scotland's comfortably their worst performance. And they've got some good, exciting backs. They had Tommy Seymour back, they've got Mark Bennett, they've got Stuart Hogg, who were all pacey, exciting talented backs and but was, they were never brought into the game and I was really enjoying watching Scotland
1: play because I, I like teams beating other teams regardless of who the other team is as long as the best team wins yeah I just felt that they kind of undid or did all that but who who knew it Italians love to scrimmage Oh, they do. Their well. scrimmaging was superb.
2: Oh, well, what I like about them is they mix it up now. They're not quite as predictable as they were. They did go do a lot through the forwards and uh, you know, um Venditti you got the try came out and said and Luke McLean as well, both came out and said everything should be put on the forwards for that because yeah. th- they won that game for us. And no, no sign more than that than uh, a rampaging Sergio Parisi he Deserves that music again. The guy, I mean, what are Italy going to do when he goes? Oh, he's got another 5 years easy. Yeah, well, for the Italian team, he has. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't know.
1: I really don't. Yeah. It wasn't but until that I, that I watched the um, the replays of that scrummaging that you realise how low and how straight the back is.
2: how does he get that low?
0: Yeah. It's amazing. But that, that um, the seven... The Italian 7. Favaro. Favaro, yeah who's, yeah, who's actually signed for Glasgow for next season. Oh,
2: sorry, as Eddie Butler would say, Favaro.
0: Favaro. <laughs> <laughs> he, he looks good as well, putting a couple of monster hits on um, Dunbar and one of the back rows. Where do you rate
1: the Italian 10?
2: As a 10? As a great number 8, one of the best number 8s yeah. in the world. <laughs> yeah.
1: he, could be
0: a, <laughs> he could be a great 6. He could be a, a really...
2: Sergio replacement. Yeah, he could be a
0: talented 6.
2: Haimona, that's his name.
0: But... So he can't kick. He went into the game with, I'm sure they said he went into the game with a 20% uh, kick success rate in the Six Nations and he couldn't kick oh, out of hand either. Jesus. Do you know He couldn't, couldn't distribute because after no. five minutes he threw an interception. Well, so what are they
2: picking him for? He's no, a crash it's, ball. It's, he's a crash, quite, ball it's ten. crash ball 10 but it's also quite handy having him so close to the driving malls. Oh, <laughs> he, yeah, can just go, that. That. he can go in and be the ninth man in a driving a, mall. Another 110 kg in yeah, the driving in. mall. Yeah he's
0: big isn't he? He's massive. He's massive. His skill set is nearly the same and his physical size is nearly the same as Mauro Bergamasco. It's like the coaches wanted Morrow-Bergamasco as, as their half but looked back at the game type from a few years ago and thought no, it didn't work with Morrow-Bergamasco
2: but we'll find someone exactly the same size and shape and yeah. skill
0: set and just put him there and see if it
2: works I mean uh, at lower levels the lower leagues of rugby that we've all played in or school rugby you come, you come up against a team all the time that have a big pack and a massive ten and that's all they're the only people that oh, ever see the ball
1: I played against the front row this weekend front row was over 60 stone just wow, have a about that. 20
2: stone a man. About
1: that, yeah. Wow. Kendall.
2: How did you get on? <sighs> All <laughs> oh, right, I'll leave it there. Yeah.
0: But this, Scotland will be, they'll be so upset, not just because they were winning and then two yellow cards, which were probably correct in, in the circumstances, left them two forwards light and left the, the Italians to get a penalty try, which again was correct. Not because of that, but because, so every two years they get their banker their home game against yeah. Italy. Yeah. That they win, They each team gets to win one game every two years, guaranteed. And they've missed it. They've missed their banker. So it's another two years before they can win a game. It's just
1: <laughs> such a shame. It feels like they've just undone all the good work. It, <laughs> it really does. It feels like back to the. You know, it it it's Back to the dark age for Scotland.
2: You know, we just mentioned a, a ten for Italy, who has got a really poor kicking ratio. How France? Could have Ooh. would have wished they had someone who could kick a ball on Saturday evening.
0: Did they not swap kickers at one
2: point? Uh, they, 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 did. Sw- they swapped him, then they swapped him back. Yeah, forty percent the kicking. That, that was the game right there. Lee Halfpenny nailed everything, and France couldn't hit a barn door. Oh.
0: they left. They left nine
2: points on the pitch. Um, the, Dan, the, the winning margin Lopez was. Lopez missed two simple ones, and Para missed a simple yeah. one. Um, so that's
0: nine points, and the winning margin was seven points. And Dan
1: it looked like Sam Burgess playing rugby league. With the, that offload yes, for the try. exactly. I
0: couldn't believe that was done, did it? I could like, either. Who rewind that, that, rewind that now! <laughs> who <laughs> offloaded
1: that? What? No <laughs> way.
0: Hmm.
1: It wasn't a very exciting game, this, although the score would indicate it was. I, I, feel, I felt a bit empty watching it at the Do you end. not
2: feel that like when you look back at round three of the RBS Six Nations and you look at the Premiership, do you not feel like the whole weekend was a little bit... Nah.
0: Yeah, exactly yeah. how I feel. I was a bit disappointed in my... Uh, Painkillers for my shoulder ran out on Friday because (laughs) I could have done with some of them for some of those games. What was the Friday? Oh, my
1: God. The Friday game was even more painful than the internationals. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, it was. It might have been the worst game in the premiership all season. It was
0: just horrendous. Bath-Exeter was pretty bad. Really? Yeah. My favourite fixture of the year. Yeah, so disappointing. That's what
2: I mean. There was a lot. I was so excited about England-Ireland and it just petered out. I was so excited about Bath-Exeter-Bath and that didn't live up to it at all. The only game that kind of did on paper, as far as I can tell, was Wasps-Gloucester, and I, didn't, I haven't watched that.
0: No, Yes, yeah, a lot, a lot of points scored in that, and obviously a lot of points scored in the uh, London Irish, London Welsh. Are Wasps
1: in possession of that mighty athlete Piri Whippu yet?
2: He was in the matchday squad. Was he? Oh, it? my yeah.
0: word. So you've got the... So
2: probably, he probably came off the bench to make his debut. So that is,
0: without doubt, without question, the most dynamic half-back pairing of all in time.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh my word! Right, we'll let's talk about that in a little bit, right? Because um, we just touched on Wales, and we should mention Wales a little bit more. Or, or I don't know—is there any more to say other than Lee Halfpenny beat Camille Lopez? Is that basically uh, what happened in the Stade de France?
1: No, I don't. I don't think that's quite fair. Wales did play very well. Um, the, the, Sam Warburton was dominant. Probably Sam Warburton's best game for about a year or so.
0: Yeah, Warburton was good. Uh, I thought Alan Wynne Jones was the best man on the pitch. Yeah. Um, uh, Jamie Roberts did well at what he does. Wales, Wales were the better team, but they kind of lacked that spark. They lacked that line breaker, that game changer. Mm.
1: Gatlin has a saying, doesn't he, which is, be the best at the jobs that require no, no skill.
2: I just remembered another one of the clichés with Warren Gatlin broke broke both his feet, or ankles, or fact. was it? That's not a cliche, yeah. that's a fact. a <laughs> no, fact. Well, uh, anyway, yeah. sorry.
0: The commentators rarely mention that. Now, here's Warren Gatlin with his pre-match interview. So, Warren, how are your ankles? <laughs>
2: no, <laughs> how are your heels? <laughs> heels? Broke I think it was heels. Yeah. heels yeah. What well, did he do, jump off a he building?
0: Was, he was painting the outside of his house in uh, New Zealand, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So he couldn't fly he back to the... He mustn't be in New Zealand that often. Miss. Uh,
1: that's why he's got to paint it. I guess it so, three why he, years. Why doesn't he just hire someone? What it was did obviously he do? very just, dangerous. What did he do?
2: Just go, I won't climb down the ladder. i jump <laughs> off it onto my feet. With and my pair, just,
1: very straightened legs.
2: <laughs> <laughs> He'd have survived if he just landed head first with that massive <laughs> Swede. Oh. Sorry, so, Gatlin has a saying.
1: The, oh, yeah. Um, be the best at the jobs that require no skill. Or something along those lines. And I think that shows when Wales play, because it feels like every time they play, they're preparing to run a marathon or do something of extreme physical exertion.
0: Does that make sense? Mm. Yeah, yeah, I know. It does. They just run and run and run and run. But on the other hand, sorry, just briefly talking about the French, every time I watch the, the French team these days, I'm kind of, because of the potential and because of the history, I always expect they're just about to turn a corner and they're just about to put an incredible performance in. And then when I saw the, like, the refreshed team, I was like, yeah, this is really positive. Like Lamarat, who's really good form at the moment, coming in. And, and it just gets worse and worse. Every <sighs> single performance is worse than the last.
1: It feels like sail uh, Sharks when they're in the death throes of Sant Andre's tenure there, and they had all these talented players, and yet the best they could do was this turgid, awful rugby. Thing. There was
2: about ten minutes after half time where they played with a bit of pace, yeah, yeah and they they had like ball carriers getting over the gain line, and suddenly they just the backs were opening up a little bit, and you, you there are glimpses of what they can do. But as, as I think we said on a previous podcast, they're just waiting for a World Cup quarter final, yeah. to By spark into life.
1: I'm going to continue to say what I said last week about Bastaril. did you see that offload
2: oh it's gorgeous
1: my word yeah he has got some coordination for a big guy
2: and then that that will nicely dovetail back into as you said now for for the rest of this season anyway one of the largest halfback pairings that has ever been assembled together Piri Weepu and Andy Goode in the same 15 wow (laughs) <laughs> That's something else. Well, I was—I was, uh, was going to go. Who would complete that back line with him? Bastero would be one. Yeah, N'Dolo. Ah, oh, uh, Namani N'Dolo. Yeah. George North. Yeah, yeah, probably George North. Uh, Repeni probably He's probably too and lean. Pen- he's probably too lean. He's a bit lean, he's, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, yeah. Let's go, Repeni Falcao. Um, is um, that
0: um?
2: Is it the Chiefs?
0: They've got a big fullback. Is it
2: Woodward? It, yes, like hundred he's
1: very rotund. Isn't yeah, it?
2: like 105 kg. He played fullback. ahead
1: of Anscombe last year.
2: Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Like Scott Gibbs back in the day would have got. No, got but he was like
1: he was quite broad. He was it he was, he wasn't chunky. If that makes sense. He, yeah. Well, neither I, I are well, any he of these tra- guys.
2: They'll be. will take I bet, bet if you take Bastro's top off, he will still look. No. 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 Say no. I'll no. tell that back completely. Bastro
0: is weird. Like so, most props who are basically the same size and shape as Bastro 120 kilogram squares, they have like <laughs> really defined legs. Yeah. Bastro's legs are just like sausages. They're, they're <laughs> like it's like a slab of donamy. It's just straight down. <laughs> There's no definition, no nothing. such a good player. I really, Imagine really how amazing. good he could be! oh God. Don't get me onto that again. Oh, no, I
2: know. Listen, right, let, let me change tack slightly, because Wales got a win in Paris, and um, happy, well, as it is today, happy St. David's Day. Thank Jay, you, Yes. And um, What did you do on St. David's Day, Jay?
1: Uh, I watched England versus Ireland. Is there any tradition? <laughs> Not that I know. I mean, I think the only tradition is to wear a daffodil and tell everyone in the office that you're Welsh, and that's basically
2: where it ends. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, I've um, I've got a little game for us to play. Well, yes, please. Ooh. It's called uh, it's called. Uh, I took JB's game from last week and I've kind of uh, adapted uh, it, made it playable, made it a bit more a <laughs> bit more playable. It's, it, uh, we're going to call it the age game. And hey, uh, and what, what so I'm going to do is JB and Phil, you're taking each other on. I'm going to give you. I've got Welsh legend rugby players, and you're going to have to guess their age. Oof. All right. Fine. JPR Williams.
0: Uh, legend that he is, uh, Phil, you've got to have a guess. How old is JPR Williams? I think so. I reckon he would have been uh s- sixty-six.
2: Okay, JB. Oh god. Uh fifty-nine. JPR Williams, what'd you say? Fifty-nine. And you said? Sixty-six. He's sixty-four. Yes. Well done. Uh, and that means, Phil, you are. You said 66, so you were two away, you got a score of two. JB, you said he was six, uh, 59, you're five away, so you've got a score of five. Great. Two plays five. Brilliant. Next one, Scott Quinnell. And Jay to go first? Yep.
1: Scott Quinnell is 38.
0: When did he finish playing? Never you mind. Hmm. I reckon he's a nice round 40.
2: Scott Quinnell? Forty-two. No. So add another two onto your score, Phil. Make it Phil's on four. You were two away again. Jay was four away, so you're on nine. Four plays nine. Jonathan Davies, the commentator. Jonathan Davies, not the current, right. not the current international centre. Jonathan Davies. Okay. Forty-eight. Oh, so that's that fine. You said it. Go. 48. Forty-eight.
0: So, I remember watching Jonathan Davies. Oh God. Play for
2: witness. Uh, Wait, no, no uh, Great Britain.
0: Great Britain against Australia at Old Trafford. Yeah, and I think I was about ten at the time.
2: I can remember seeing him in the Six Nations on telly.
0: Really? That, tri-
2: that, that grubber kick try against Scotland.
0: You can't teach that. You cannot teach no. that. What did you say? Forty-eight. Yeah, I'm going to say. Say seventy-three. Nice and round again. I'll go fifty.
2: Jonathan Davies is 52. No! <laughs> Phil is two no! away again. Should we do one more? Yeah. No! One more, one more. Yeah. So, so it's six plays, 13. God damn it. Scott Gibbs. Scott Gibbs. You remember him on that Living with Lions 43. video?
1: No.
0: 44. <laughs> <Why not? laughs> <laughs> I'll go 43.
2: Uh, Scott Gibbs is 44. Oh, yes! Victory! <laughs> Moral oh, victory. If you get a perfect zero. Uh, nothing. Phil is the winner today. Well done. Yes! In our St. David's day-age game. What oh, new music? JB lost again. Hey. <laughs> Good, I like that. All right. Hey, hey the badge is back. Yes. yes, the badge is back in Super Rugby. Is he not back playing yet? Yeah? Not back playing yet, yeah, but he's back. He's back. Back with a Sea of Blue. Sorry, bloody get it up, yeah. Western Force.
1: <laughs> ah, there we go. Brilliant news. <laughs> <laughs> Where have you been? Have you been under a rock this week? You know, missed that. I, when, when, I had
0: no idea. Well, that's good. When when's he stop playing again? Uh, a few weeks. He had um, a clear out on his ankle uh, a few weeks ago when he was back in Japan. And so he's still a few weeks away from playing.
2: Yeah, and we can we can expect more on a nice Saturday morning after he's bagged a meat pie for Western Force. We can expect more of this.
0: Oh, but I've gone up and over and he head over biscuit. No, I was busting for a bit of meat this game, but didn't seem to work out.
2: What's your philosophy on attack with this team?
0: Into him, basically. <laughs> um, up the guts.
2: There you go. Can't wait. Uh,
0: did anyone see Julian Surveyor's try? Yeah, I did. Against the Western Force this weekend. I've only mentioned it because it was a hell of a try from 60 yards out and he ran over Mm. um, one of Badge's teammates, uh, another winger, Luke Moraghan. He just absolutely skittled him.
1: I watched a fair bit of of Super Rugby this weekend.
2: I don't have Sky. I don't don't
0: have Sky Sports. Is that
1: because you only watch BT Sport?
2: Um, no. because they're
1: superior broadcasters no no, I, I do have
2: BT Sport I, I can't confirm or deny whether or not there are some uh, dodgy live streams which uh, I <laughs> could log into but I know I've, I've missed Super Rugby this year I'm, I'm missing it
1: yeah well let me tell you there was a try score by the Cheaters uh, which involved three offloads within the Blues 5 metre line it was quite spectacular it wasn't spectacular it was just exciting
0: yeah we, it was so we, I'd watched that game earlier and uh, we were watching the Northampton game and Northampton got themselves in a nice position um, five, five metres out and they just conspired to blow the try. And we were saying if that was either Rugby League or Southern Hemisphere, they would have scored it. Yeah. And there was a great example in the Cheaters game mm. where a man picked the ball up, 10 yards out, he was scragged and he offloaded, he was scragged and he offloaded, he was scragged and he was offloaded, and they just worked their way and finished the try. And weirdly, it would have been the cheaters. I mean, one of the reasons I kind of went off Super Rugby a little bit is
1: I thought the quality had been diluted when they had all, all these other uh, South African teams. Now, I know the cheaters have been around for a long time, but they have been relatively rubbish, as of the Lions. But they look pretty, pretty solid.
2: I wonder if, and this, this is maybe a way of linking this story back in, I wonder if, when you look at the skill set in super rugby and in Southern Hemisphere sides, the kind of closed shop, no fear of relegation and ability to bring through young players and, and coach style that's less pragmatic and more about you know uh, the attacking rugby that we, that we want to see. I wonder if what's been mooted that the RFU will look at the possibility of ring fencing the Premiership with 14 teams rather than 12. I wonder whether that would have that effect here. Or is it the weather? Is it the climate? I don't know. Apparently, with what's happened to London Welsh this season, the RFU are looking at the possibility of Worcester, Bristol, Bristol Leeds, and probably Leeds mm. coming yeah. up. And then loosely ring-fencing. I think it's a case of having profitable... I suppose
1: they'll turn into franchises.
2: Yeah.
0: yeah.
1: So they want to match... From what I understand, they want to match it up with the academies. Yes. Which isn't a terrible idea, I guess. No. I'm loosely in favour of it, actually.
0: I thought you would be
1: with the the NFL model. I'll tell you why. It hasn't worked particularly well for Super League. I love the NFL model. But then I don't like what Super League do, which is they occasionally relegate someone from somewhere.
0: Yeah, and they're changing it again this year. Yeah, so
1: it doesn't give much security to those teams below. So say if they've built up and they've reached a certain standard, is there a guarantee that they can go up? How does it all work? I think it needs to be a much more cast iron model than just loosely ring fenced. They've either got to do it completely or not at all.
0: But in the the Super Rugby, as in the Southern Hemisphere Super Rugby, you have like the tiers below. They kind of feed into the the regions. Yeah. So you have that top tier is a different standard, same, and it, each club
2: pulls in same, same as Manchester, same as Wales. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but the, the English club system, God, I don't know. The championship wouldn't. Be, wouldn't work like that. It suddenly it, you would it have. Does so, you know. Suddenly, it, no. Yeah. Suddenly, you would have semi-professional, currently semi-professional, some full-time professional championship clubs who overnight would be. But you know at, what that could, Kind of out of business. That could be the no, best thing I, for them. Do you not in think? I,
0: I don't think they would go out of business.
2: I think. Do you think it, people would still go and see them if there wasn't a, a league structure that had? Yeah, a, oh, yeah, yeah, they're, yeah they're still competing
0: for that championship prize. Do you, do you think people who go and watch uh, arbitrary uh, Mosley... Do you reckon they 're going there because they 've got hopes harboring hopes of getting to the Premiership no they 've been in a uh, national one championship as long as I 've known no for so the past
2: twenty years no, but would they care where they finished in that league without the fact that whoever did finish top of that league was in the premiership? you'd still make it a prestigious award and like it, um, it's broadcast on Sky
0: and all that the players mm-hmm. are all broadcast on Sky, so you, you do keep that the prestige of it it 's just not necessarily and a stepping stone. You know, it
1: might be the best thing for all those clubs if there isn't a professional route. Uh, for the lower leagues because just spending money on players who are not good enough to be pros
2: the one thing I would say is ring fencing and having 14 teams could be the best thing for the national team but on the flip side what I would say about the championship is you don't, you don't just write off the job that the championship does in developing current international players and you kind of said these are players that, that don't no, no, that, no, no, that no. aren't going to but, but no it's but listen the... Billy Twelvetrees Dan Cole um, Luther Burrell Luther Burrell players, oh, Tom Young's Chris Ashton, Tom I Youngs. Don't think that's no, so so uh, that's uh, not my argument. No, no, no but what I'm so what I'm saying yeah. is, I think you've clearly
1: won it because that's no, my no, argument. No, no, what,
2: what I'm saying is, if you make if, if the if the championship suddenly becomes amateur, uh, you those players still would have come through the same system.
1: No, 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 I don't know. And besides, weren't a lot of those boys in academies and farmed out? Uh, no, some, somewhere, well, somewhere, somewhere, somewhere. Because somewhere. twelve Trees went to Bedford, I
0: think he did. Yeah, not he, as he an academy dropped, player. He was dropped from Leicester. He, he no contract started playing at Bedford and mm. then was re-signed by and, Leicester and look
2: at the lad who's captain of the Chiefs so Sometimes. now he he was dropped from Saracens and went and is a late bloomer now 26 and 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 coming through is 20, is like 25, 25 25 yeah, yeah see, I Matt Simons,
1: money is not necessarily a good
2: thing in the no no the no. no. Leagues. I hear that, but all I was saying is do let's let's not write off the important job that the championship and the league structure as it is. I tell you plays what in, in the in the national setup. And or, you're going to think I'm mad for sides. saying this, but yeah. I just tell
1: you what I think might help is if you remove the role of developing youth players from the professional teams and let the youth players play in the lower leagues, almost like the college system of American football, which is all the kids. Play together, and if they're good enough, they, they, they get up the ranks. Because what it tends to do is it tends to keep all of your local lads local and build and, and then build support. And then when they're good enough, they can get snapped up, rather than been hived away
0: by academies and you never see them. See, I, I like it the other way like the the super rugby style where they're part of the like franchise setup but mm. then they go and play in the, the lower levels, yeah, I which, I, I, which a, I, I lot well. of, a lot of academies, like Tim was saying, the number of England players who have done that, they've been at Leicester or Harlequins or whoever, and they've gone out and played 20 games in a season against oh. the big strong... Like, Dan yeah. Cole would have learned so oh, much. So much, as much as a more 20- than
2: playing academy matches yeah. or 18 matches.
0: T- yeah. t- as a 20-year-old playing in that, that league with guys who are in their 30s who have played 200 National League appearances. Let me just
2: rattle off, just off the top of my head, uh, Tim Strether didn't come through an academy. He came from Nottingham. Chris Wiles didn't come through an academy. Came through Nottingham. Richard Barrington at Saracens came from Jersey. Jersey, yeah. And there's countless examples like that. Josh Beaumont. Josh Ga- Beaumont. Beaumont. Yeah. Durham University and failed.
1: Yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. Uh, let them play lower down. I, I do think academies sometimes hive off the lads when they should be having them exposed to national. Yeah. League. They yeah. sort. Of, they
2: sort of much like kind of the football model. They chuck their net over everybody. Yeah.
0: I just realised. Are we in favour of it or not? Well, I, I like it. I like it. The only thing is, would you end up getting what the Pro 12 has previously had with non-event matches, where the, people rest up because they've got mm. the, uh, the Heineken Cup? Um, mm. But I don't think you would, because you've still got to qualify for the top four for the final. Yeah. And you've still got and to qualify the for six. the top six for Europe. So that keeps everyone honest. Would yeah. you be interested in having
1: a wooden spoon match? Maybe best of three. In the worst stadium that they could find. <laughs> like uh, a punishment. Yeah, right? real. <laughs> uh, and you just got to avoid it. Yeah. With heard, the worst ref. The ref with the worst, with the most cards to his name. Have you
0: heard the Super League system now? No. It's, I, I'm not going to go into much detail, but basically, because it's 12 teams, I think the top eight go into one playoff, and the bottom four, during the top four from the league below, and they have a, like some kind of playoff system. It's,
1: Super League?
0: Why do you do it <laughs> to They make the most complicated... Uh, end of season scenarios that you could possibly imagine. Don't they just? Steady. Do you know what?
1: it's such a wonderful game as well? It's got so much going for it, and the only <laughs> thing that seems to hold it back are the people that run the game.
0: Like when the, when they had the uh, the World Cup in Britain, and none of us really knew it was even going yeah, on. And we're mean, big rugby fans. We love rugby. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the first time that I heard
1: about it was when there was a sign up on um uh, up on the motorway saying that. Uh, traffic might be bad because there's a there's a World Cup game. <laughs> what World bad? Cup game? <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> All right, um, leaving that to one side for a minute. I do. You you've been very coy about this. You said you two have been preparing something for the podcast.
0: Ooh, yes. Ooh. So are
2: we going to unleash that or what?
0: We are. Me and Jay, because I'm uh, off work at the moment. Jay came round one afternoon for. Cause nice- I am working at the moment. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, one evening
0: for a nice nice pot of coffee. Yeah, evening evening. Nice pot of coffee. Chewing the fat. And we came up with a 15 together, and we're going to read it out to you, Tim. I don't know if you might want to write down some names. And you, the idea is you've got to guess the 15.
2: Oh, right, so guess, guess the topic. The topic,
0: yes. yeah. But well, <clears throat> We've done it the normal way, but you have to, you have to reverse engineer oh, our 15. Oh, wow. okay. Uh, Jay, do you want to read the forwards? Okay. Getting Jenkins,
1: Kevin mealamu Jason Leonard, Victor Matfield, oh, the magnificent Fabian Palouse. Ah, oh, what a jaw. What a jaw. He threatened physical violence on his forwards if they were indisciplined. Really? When he was captain, yeah. Physical violence. That's a good way to get around Isn't the problem. It? I'm not sure if the RFU other something to say about that, and negative reinforcement in level two coaching or something. Um, <laughs> Go on. George Smith, Richie McCaw, and the almost as equally fabulous Sergio
0: Parise.
2: I think I know what the 15 is already. But, okay. but I'll listen to the rest and see if where I'm thinking it's going is.
0: Number nine, George Gregan. Then outside him, Ronan O'Gara, yeah. Philippe Sella, Brian O'Driscoll, wings of Adam Ashley Cooper and Brian Habana, and fullback Chris Patterson.
2: Okay, I'm trying to work out exactly how you've done it. Or or what the exact question is, but it's... There's a
1: tiny twist to it. Not much of a twist, but it was a small twist.
2: Right. Is there? That's a really... Firstly, that's a really good team. It's something to do with most capped. Yes. But I don't know whether it's... They're not the most capped in their position in the world, are they?
0: They are. That is it. Wow. It it is that simple.
1: And we try to include one from each of the leading nations. Well, We, we
2: were... We so for example Jason Leonard you've put him as a tight head in this 15 yeah. rather than primarily where he played which is well spotted. Yes but and you put Philippe Sellar as, ins- te- as an inside centre as center. an inside centre yeah, yeah, yeah exactly.
0: Uh Mattfield and Phillips that works as a 4 5 partnership doesn't it? Smith, would-
2: <laughs> Smith Parise McCourt would be an incredible <laughs> back
0: row. I feel sorry for George Smith that
1: he's around that his time overlapped Richie McCourt. Because he's a little older than Richie McCourt, I think.
2: So, so yeah, in, in but George not, Smith's not by case, much. no, not by uh, George much Smith and Richie McCaw, the two highest capped flankers.
0: Yes, and Priest is the highest capped number eight.
2: Right, okay, cool. Because I was going to say Blindside exclusively. Blindside, who would be Blindside? Uh, you or had the, to play primarily at. Sydney? You had
0: to go quite a way down because the next one was um, Martin Williams. You, really? Yeah, and he's seven. I seven yeah, as well. Yeah, another
2: seven. M- maybe six is such an abrasive position that...
0: You just can't... You can't last, sustain. You don't have
2: the longevity of a of a scavenging seven. Yeah. I <laughs> seven's pretty,
1: pretty violent,
2: because you've yeah. got to <laughs> kind of
1: crouch, you know, huddle over a ball with your neck exposed while some while people maybe. try and roll you out of the way. I'm maybe just,
2: that's
0: why we've got two loose-head props as well. Indeed. Maybe.
2: Hmm. I'm just trying to look at who is, like, who is still playing. Most of the pack are still playing. Are they? Leonard and Palouse aren't, and the rest are
0: is is George. Yeah. Is George Smith still playing? He is. He's playing in France. Is he? Moment. Yeah.
2: So who is currently playing that could challenge this fifteen and could make it into a most cap fifteen? Let me get the list up. In the making type names. So uh. Um, phone out, JB. I've <laughs> turn it off. Tell you what, because we now have the wonderful support of Acast, and we're available on the Acast app, and that means that if you listen to oh, sorry, the... Sorry,
1: sorry, the reason I went off, I was just downloading my latest a- uh, Acast podcast.
2: <laughs> <laughs> if you listen to the Egg Chasers podcast through the Acast app, what that means is we can we can make sure there's pictures and web links and things. What we'll do is every time your phone goes off, that means I will afterwards put in a picture of you that I've got from your stag do oh nice (laughs) (laughs) on the podcast I can't
0: wait (laughs) is it the one with the uh, the glass bathroom glass walled bathroom yes the (laughs) glass
2: walled bathroom (laughs) that's a nice picture that's a lovely lovely shot Uh, Uh, so let let, 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 just sort your phone out Jake done
0: yeah interestingly so the most cat man of all time is Bod with 141 Rich McCoy is currently on 137 so you would expect him to overtake Bod this year yeah just try I think who's coming up Parise right up there Castro Giovanni Jean de Villiers 106 oh so easy, so unfair yeah I really really hope he comes back shows what 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 a dangerous game it is
2: it shows why there should be laws enforced to look after players welfare (laughs) if anything all these high
0: caps mean the laws have gone too far Adam Jones 100 caps no more
2: I thought it was really interesting that Wales have got so little faith in their back-up front row that they basically kept their props on the whole match. Until mm. the very
0: last, until, until the last scrimmage for... Well, a... there was some talk, well, some
1: theories I heard about holding Hibbard out the team. A, because he's not played very well, which I don't subscribe to, actually. I think he has played well. But bringing him on in the second half... So when France go to their monster set, which they did, we, we can answer with... A big lad like Hibbard, I thought that quite, made quite a lot of sense actually.
0: Yeah, I, I thought that did. I thought. I thought Hibbard came, when he came on, he was like a wrecking ball, wasn't he?
1: Big hips. Yeah, it's a
0: nice role from That. Yeah, it is. It is a good role. Um, yeah, just just a couple of names who might get to the hundred caps. Um, Mike Phillips is three away. Mar, he, yeah. Mar Nonu is six away. Oh, he will. Alan wynne Jones definitely will. He's on ninety three at the moment. Wow.
2: He looks like a man who should have had 170. Yeah. <laughs> At
0: least. Sean Lamont is seven away. He'll probably do it. No, he won't. He'll probably do it. Wow. And then he should have done it already. Matt Gitto has not, not received a cap for four years. That's amazing. He's on 92. It's amazing when your national team is nowhere
1: near as good as it, sh- it should be, and you've got maybe the best back in the world. Yeah. yeah. Not interested. Sorry, lads. Don't care.
0: Yeah.
2: Mm. Yes, good.
0: Well done,
1: Tim. Too easy for you, mate. Yeah. Next time we'll get you something, something slightly, something slightly better.
0: Yeah.
2: Any more suggestions for a fifteen or something? We could, uh, we could look at a topic that we could go into in future podcasts at Rugby Podcast. Tweet us with your suggestion. Just while I'm just uh, digging something out, boys. Did you see? Oh, you must have seen. Everyone saw the, the the Brit Award thing, moving away from rugby for a second. <laughs> no, mate, I did not watch Brit M- Awards. Madonna, no, Mado- the Madonna thing. Nope. T- oh come, come on. on, don't tell me you didn't. I see I did that. not see it. What was it? Oh, don't give me that. <laughs> what was it? Yes, I saw it, Tim.
0: Yeah. I didn't. What is it? And I saw half a dozen uh, different vines with um, like gladiators um, kicking her in. And what? Um, what was the name? What's the wrestler? I have no idea! I don't know what you're talking
2: about! (laughs) She couldn't undo her cape and one of her backing dancers pulled her off the top of a stage, so she landed on her ass. Really? Yeah. Have you not seen that? Honestly, I don't. How old is been... she? Uh, fifty-six. Oh my god! Like a broken hip's quite serious for a sixty-year-old. <laughs> yeah. What What I was going to say was she <laughs> She's took that, fifty-six. She took that. She took that incredibly well, and and didn't didn't com- didn't <laughs> complain once. She didn't wave her arms in the air like some rugby players have been doing recently. And it was going to lead me on to just mention. It's been tweeted to us a little bit, and I've noticed it as well. And I noticed it in Friday night's game. The appealing that's going on from players. There was a little bit of of it in the England-Island match today. Like, just arms going up and sort of petulant hand gestures towards the assistant referees and the referee themselves. And I think we need to watch it.
1: A lot. I think we need to watch it. It's coming from coaches, Tim. It's It's coming from coaches.
0: No. It is. No. it, It is. Coaches could put a stop to it. I don't think the directive is coming from coaches. I,
1: I, there's a couple of things. Obviously, the game's getting more competitive because there's more money involved, so you know that can't be discounted as a reason. But the more laws that, 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 that are brought in and the more it's a case of let the referee officiate the game, there's there's no self-policing now. We were talking about the lack of wrecking. We need to bring back, br- bring, bring back wrecking for various reasons. And because there's no self-policing, that you're putting more pressure on refs, and as such, players are also
0: putting more players on refs to make decisions in which they see are right. I don't think self-policing needs to be in a physical way. It can be self-policing, as in the coach or the captain saying, I do not want to see that. The the only person that talks to the the referee is the captain. But whilst there is a culture of they must win, and they must win because that, that, that is
1: their job, when they talk about the only thing that we can influence is what we can influence, one of
2: those things would be
1: the ref. It's yeah, just the way that the game has progressed. Do about it in the right way. Go yeah, about do right about way.
2: it in the right way. And if you can self-police it, I completely agree. But where you can't self-police it, when it happens, I demand, whether it's the RFU, whether it's the European Rugby Commission... What is it? Commission? Whatever it is. ERC, yeah, yeah. so Whatever it is. Whoever it NATO. is. Whoever it is, I demand that you come down on a ton of bricks on anyone who steps remotely out of line because it's why i it's why i love rugby and i and i was reminded of it i was watching uh, my my son play mini rugby this morning and end of a game the that the coaches all make them three cheers shake hands with every player and i just i love rugby for that i love it yeah yeah,
1: there is that i i just think it's been taken away by all the laws i really do no, and I think I think you're putting blame it's in the
2: wrong place. Nothing to do with laws. That's nothing. It, it is it's to do with personal pride. It's to do with your own individual attitude. It's not laws, James. Yeah, let yeah. me put it this. Way. L- there's, always, there's always been laws.
1: Let me give you an example of rucking. Now, there's so many infringements now in the ruck, and the only real worry a player has of being on on the wrong side is that the call might go against him. But it, he, if he's skillful enough, like say a Richie McCaw, he might just win back the ball. Back in the day, he'd just be stood all over and. There's never really been many injuries from someone standing on thighs and backs. But Now that's been t- t- taken out, instead of players wrecking all over Richie McCaw, they've got the hands in the air saying, sir, 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 wrong side, wrong, wrong side. And their response to it, the authorities, is actually not less rules, but more rules and more people to enforce rules by bringing in not only refs, but now assistant refs. It is a problem. That they're making the game more complex, and that's why we're getting this.
2: Well, like, Anyway, we've, we've been tweeted by lots of people mentioning... Did you see players appealing to the referee for decisions and, and this and that? And yes, we have spotted it as well and our eagle eyes are on it. And if you, if you see it, let's keep exposing, uh, exposing it when it happens. Yeah, And nice. try and shame the players into mm. uh, not doing it again.
0: Yeah, a nice picture of someone like looking at the ref with his arms like, out wide. Oh, arms and if you can,
1: tweet it with a picture with the equivalent football action. <laughs> <laughs> so they're really shamed because no one wants that like a footballer.
2: Can I do something? I very rarely do this. We always keep it very much on topic with rugby. But there's Ooh. one, there's one story, there's one story that I thought you'd just love. Uh, I, I just want to bring up. It's nothing to do with rugby whatsoever. Forward to but this. did you see the story about Vladimir Putin being advised by aliens? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> Apparently, uh, Vladimir, according to this um, British uh, politician. Who's, um, it? Who's the politician? Simon Parks is his name. Who's that? He, he's a, uh, a councillor in Whitby, North Yorkshire. Ah. He's, he said he's blaming hostilities in Ukraine, which is pretty bad. You, know, you see what's going on there, it's, it's awful. I don't want to make light of the actual, what, what's going on. He said that Vladimir Putin is being advised by space reptiles uh, <laughs> on, on on the Ukraine crisis.
1: So so, just be, let me be clear so, on the story <laughs> here now. Are we saying that Putin's crazy for getting <laughs> advice from aliens. He's getting foreign policy... Or Mr. It- Porks is crazy <laughs> for, for suggesting. making this up. Because <laughs> well, I'm not sure where this story's going. Uh,
2: apparently, well, He claims Vladimir Putin is getting foreign policy advice from uh, space reptile aliens. Even more than that, he's he's gone on record... Wasn't and said that that he is the son of one of these space reptiles. This is someone that's been voted in to a a political role. Hang
1: on, isn't this a David Icke type thing, like the uh, Illuminati?
2: Check this out, this this guy talking about his his dad. My real mother, it's about nine foot tall. The reptile, which I refer to as Daddy. And he's got red-like glowing coal eyes. And this is the reptile that chucked us out of Eden... He Brilliant! Says to you, what would you like? Brilliant! Can I have a pretty young female like Prickles? Um, she's a lion person, but she's a reptilian lion. A reptilian? Because you know nothing! Zuga la la la. Zuga is her original lion name, but when she defected to the reptile race, what oh, is he talking about? <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, a guy who's been voted in. Wow! So, so you think there are some uh, odd laws and stuff in rugby? I just think, just for a bit of balance, Jay, that's someone who's uh, who's. <laughs> got a job in British politics where they make the actual laws ha- of the land.
1: That has to be a safe seat, doesn't it? That has <laughs> to be a safe seat. <laughs> but no, My can, word. Wow.
2: Anyway, I thought you'd enjoy that. But just <laughs> when you're talking about laws of rugby, there, there's someone like, making... I'm trying look, to
1: reference this back to rugby, but it's so hot. It's so far out there.
2: <laughs> well, maybe if he's right, we could have a 21st... Is there 20 teams in the World Cup? Uh, yes. Yeah. no. We, no, we, uh, no 16. Yeah, 16. 20. 20. 20. So we could have five. a 21st team... Um, just getting in through some sort of rap-a-charge, maybe. Yeah, and there's no
1: way that lizard Aliens... And a, a lizard
2: alien fifteen. There's no way
1: that <laughs> the lizard aliens would ever officiate a game of rugby the way that like a Wayne Barnes does. So it, they can't be real. And if they are, they're not influencing rugby because they'd, they'd probably make be- better laws.
2: They they might make better commentators than Brian Moore as well.
1: Harsh. Oh, hell, no! Completely right. (laughs)
2: Um, There was one thing that, as an Englishman, devastated uh, from the weekend, and we'll get into the games that are coming up this weekend in a second. But uh, as an as an Englishman, devastated about how England played, I don't mind them losing. I just I'm so annoyed at how they played. Yeah. At least we can console ourselves that there wasn't anyone in England who made a song about the England Island match like this. Are you aware of that, that Ellie Goulding song that's been number one for about what? three or four weeks? When
1: are you going to know? I realize I know no songs and nothing about pop. All culture. right. Well, anyway,
2: just just listen to it. Someone's done a song, a parody of that, um, about this England Island match. I will kick, we will roar. That's Johnny Sexton like from the greats before. <laughs> every woman,
0: every man will behold the beauty of my gorgeous tan. Come on, come on,
1: come
2: on, come on. As I soar into the sky, so high. Uh, Ah, might be Rob Carney, that. So high.
1: Cos they can't play! Rugby like we do. Rugby, rugby like we do. Rugby like we do. Rugby, rugby like we do.
2: So, if you're an Irish rugby fan, yes, well done on a victory. Yes, you may well go on and win a Grand Slam. But you and your countrymen made this. (laughs) Just uh and they need to be shamed.
1: I've mentioned oh. this before, The Irish are a strange people. And <laughs> have you have ever seen their comedy, like The Rubber Bandits or something like that? I, I don't get it at all. What, what
2: Father Ted? Awesome. Father oh, Father Ted
1: is probably the best comedy of all exactly. time.
2: Exactly.
0: I quite like some of the Rubber Bandits stuff as well. Do all. you? Yeah. I just don't well, get was it.
2: You just, Are you just backtracking on what you said? You went, Irish are funny people. Oh, yeah, I love Father Ted. Some, some of my best I... friends are Irish. <laughs> <laughs> He's just doing that. I know. I, I, well,
1: they, are strange, uh, they, are, they are a strange people. But... Yeah, Father Ted is hilarious. Some of the other comedy, though, I mean, what is that? Is that serious? I couldn't see the video. Is no, that No, it's uh, what well, it's meant to be funny. It's not funny. <laughs> but there again, neither of the rubber bandits, and they love it. So, you know, maybe it does appeal to them. Mm. We get an awful lot of content, don't we, from Ireland?
2: We do get a lot of content <laughs> from Ireland. And, uh, yeah, well, so you can have your victory, but you've got to listen to that song on repeat for the rest of the <laughs> Six Nations.
1: And also, you've got to come to the Millennium Stadium, so good luck.
2: So, uh, we've got uh, another week of... Premiership action to talk about, and that starts the game on Friday: Bath versus Sale. A weakened Bath and a regular strength Sale. Sale were
0: fairly comfortably beaten and well beaten up front. Um, yeah, against Leicester away at Leicester, so it won't. This week's not exactly getting any easier. Leicester have got a
2: try. By the way, three of them. Three of them. Fact, who, who scored? They've waited for so long. Um, Luke C- by. No. Nope.
0: Well, yeah, it was it was Luke Pierce with a crash over. No. Nope. Um, Not the referee. Penalty, Luke penalty try.
2: Penalty mm-hmm. try. Was
0: it Luke Pierce? you Lawrence, Lawrence
2: Lawrence Pierce? Pierce yeah. Yeah, Four. Lawrence
0: Pierce. And then Seramai by. Just two of them. Three, three. penalty. Oh so, no, no, no! No miles. Oh, damn it! He hit a lot of rooks. I bet he did. But they're very <laughs> secure rooks. <laughs> so yeah. yeah, you'd expect Bath. I, I mean. Sam Burgess did not have a good game at 13 this week. He really, really didn't. He looked out of position. He looked like he was He's trying to offload too much and it just wasn't working, um, including a, a great phase of play from Bath where the three, four phases break through into the Exeter 22. Sam Burgess, five yards out, tries an offload and it goes straight to Exeter and mm. they clear it downfield. Oh, dear.
1: Yeah. Well, I... I, I is anyone finally coming to conclusion that I was right on Sam Burgess and what are they doing with this centre experiment and will they ever move him to back row?
0: Well, I've always always stuck by my
1: guns. Second row. Second row or six. Six, I think six or eight. I mean, six, six would be
0: good. Get him get him mm. playing six. Tim,
2: I think it would have been easier to make the transition straight away at six. Yeah. Although although it is more technical line-out and stuff. Uh, do you reckon
0: than defending at 13? Yeah, it's hard. 13 is the most difficult position on the pitch to defend at.
2: Do you know what? I, I I'm with you. I think long term twelve. I don't think don't see there's any, anything wrong with that. But I think
1: they've almost railroaded him into it now. I yeah. think uh, if he doesn't work out at the
0: twelve, everyone's going to call him a failure. And they really, yeah. I, I I think that's that is how it's feeling. It is feeling like they're, they're forcing him into that, and it could well end up with him being a failure and going back to Premier league a lot sooner than everyone expects. Why was he not considered for sports personality of the year? Yeah, I, yeah. yeah. You're only yeah, two, two months I... out
2: of date. It's, um, what, March the 1st today? Well done. <laughs> no, no, but, um, yeah, you're right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we both completely agree. Who Games will so well win? Yeah. Bath or Sale? Bath at home.
2: Bath with their pack at home. And I hopefully think.
0: it's good conditions and it's a bit more of an attractive game than uh, this weekend.
1: Mm, I
0: think Bath as well.
2: Yeah. X to London Welsh, move on. <laughs> uh, Harlequins, London Irish. Interesting one. London Irish for me, please. Yeah, London
0: Irish have got a shot. Fresh off the, the back of a nice uh, walkover against London Welsh, mm-hmm. Harlow-Quins had a tough trip to uh, to Northampton where a very fortuitous bounce mm. in the last second got them a losing bonus point. Um,
2: Equally, you could say if you were Quinns, they, they fronted up a lot more than they have done. They didn't seem to have quite the same soft underbelly. they not yeah. very good. Oh, I think Quinns will sneak it at home. You know what, Quinns have got, close.
1: Quinn's have got too many players that aren't really bad enough to fire. Like, just a load of squad players. Uh, and I kind of feel bad for him in a lot of ways because they've all come from the academy and they've done all the right things, but the players aren't good enough.
2: you, think, would, you, uh, yeah. would, you, would, you would you think, would Nick Easter get a run out for him? Would, would he get released back to them? Or think, Yeah, them?
0: possibly. It depends Maybe. how Lancaster wants to play. Cause yeah. I, I actually, Mike
2: Brown y- might, might want Mike Brown to play.
0: Yes, Nick Easter will get a run out because both Courtney Laws and Jeff Parling returned. Courtney Laws put in a match... Man of the Match display. Ah, so yes. Who was it So
2: he'll say, Nick, uh, you, only had, you only had 20 minutes against, uh, against Ireland. Why don't you, why don't you just yeah. go and play for Queens? Okay, boss, I'll be back next week, will you? Yeah. yeah of course uh... you will, Nick. Of course you will. <laughs> Corny
1: Laws hammered someone. I can't remember who it was, but he really
0: went through them. Uh Yard, wasn't it, at one stage? Yes, it was Yard. And he absolutely <laughs> smashed Yard. And I th- I thought Yard had fallen awkwardly on his knee, and I was saying, oh my God, his cruise has gone, he's gone. out for the season, and then two minutes later he ran in a 50-yard try.
2: <laughs> I, I like Oops. Yard.
0: Yeah, Yard's another guy that, that England should be considering.
2: Well, only on the strength of that performance, he's been pretty average. Yeah, well, Quindle Quindle been,
1: how on earth do you get wide ball from their nah, centres? No, but even
2: he hasn't been—he hasn't had a, the same zip about him. He, but he did have it on Friday night. I'll give you that. But um, I think Quinns will just. You think Irish, Jay, Phil? I think Irish might might put in an upset here. Is Interesting. You, is you better playing? Yeah, um, Gloucester, Northampton.
0: Hmm. <laughs> Northampton, please. Northampton, please, Tim.
2: Saints as well. Sunday, Wasps, Saracens. Interesting Ooh. that one in Coventry,
0: yes. Wasps in Coventry, give me
2: wasps in Coventry, give me wasps. Wow, uh, Newcastle Leicester. Ah, N- Newcastle
0: in Newcastle. It is on their artificial pitch on their
2: artificial pitch.
0: Oh, those Leicester backs will really <laughs> do nothing. <laughs> so, uh, oh, it's a tough one, isn't it? Alessandro Tuliagi. Do you see his, Alessandro Tuliagi's try where he ran over uh, Ben Ransom? Nope. 60 metres 60 meters out I didn't think he had 60 metres in him Oh he certainly does He definitely does L- Lovely Great uh, to see
1: I would like to see Newcastle win this But I just think Miles Benjamin and Cole Will have too much <laughs> I think
2: Leicester will win
0: Leicester up front If they play their normal game And eat the penalties And kick the corners And do all that They'll probably win They've got, um, got a much stronger pack Than Newcastle Particularly uh, as Newcastle Don't have Kieran Brooks
2: Yesterday Brad Thorne Became the first 40 year old To play in the premiership
0: Fact. Wow. wow. Did mm. know that. Mm, happy birthday, Brad.
2: Happy birthday. That's it for the Premiership. Just run through the matches for you. Cardiff Blues play Connor and Glasgow play Zebra on Friday night. There's Osprey's Munster, there's Scarlet's Leinster and Treviso Edinburgh on Saturday with Newport Gwent Dragons against Phil's Ulster on Sunday.
0: Ulster win.
1: I have something to say about the Pro 12. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Mark Ham- Hamlet, is it? Hamlet? How on, what's the coach's name for the Blues? I have something that I don't really know to say. The Blues coach, Hamlet or Hamlet. Okay, go on. Has arrived at Blues this um, this summer, bought over Anscombe, uh, had had Adam Jones. In fact, he's got a whole Lions front row. And they are, have been terrible. Absolutely <laughs> awful. Anyway, he's on his way out. Is he? Yes, and they got this guy from Crusaders. Uh, hurricanes. Hurricanes, sorry. He's been at, there been at go. Crusaders. But hurricanes was his most recent position. Now, this just made me think, is this a case of bringing over one of the Southern Hemisphere coaches to coach your region or, or, or your club without having any prior knowledge of UK rugby? It, and oh, I'm wondering, will London Irish feel exactly the same
0: way in 18 months' time? You're just trying to justify your point that you think Tom Coventry is a bad sign-in for London Irish. Yeah.
2: yeah. Warren, Warren Gatland came to Wasps from where? Ireland.
1: Yes. Yes. (laughs) Okay, to Ireland from
2: where? Oh yeah, Warren went to Ireland from where?
0: I'm guessing straight from my cutter was it? Probably, most likely. I don't know.
2: (laughs) 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 Fine. (laughs) Whatever. Whatever. I think we're done, gentlemen. Thank you very much, Tim. Thank you very much, JB. Thank you very much, Phil. Thank you, Tim. I think we can say, um, on the on the england Island game at, at least, uh, Ireland were the winners, England were the losers, but really, Canterbury were the winners. Oh, oh. wow. I have got a jacket on, gentlemen, and I'm going to unzip my jacket before this podcast is done. Look at that. Very Ooh. nice. Is that, the,
0: is that the Canterbury casual range, Tim?
2: It is the Canterbury casual range. I um, love
0: the casual range.
2: And just to highlight... Uh, this is the sort of stash, obviously you can't see it, it's on a podcast, but it's it's really, really lovely, lovely gear. Imagine Tim looking as stylish as Phil. <laughs> <laughs> this is exactly the sort of stuff you could win by coming top of our Six Nations Fantasy League table. There's 600-odd teams who are vying to, to be the best. But we've got the league running via the ESPN Six Nations Fantasy League site. So, thank you very much if you've got involved. Good luck with your selections over the next fortnight as you debate what you do with round four and five.
0: A couple of quick mentions. Uh, top scoring this week, Hell Colcloth with Hell's Chance. What a great name. Hell Colcloth. <laughs> 66 points, which uh, far outscored anyone else. Joint second was Let the Boys Play by Duncan McDonald. That's a great name. And you, you might like this one even better, James. Uh, James?
2: <laughs> 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 JB. <laughs>
0: Ben Parker's Miles Benjamin Appreciation Society also <laughs> oh, nice. also scored sixty-one points. Wow, <laughs> those so, those two know things. They most certainly do, and currently top of the league, Michael Clark with. Wild Walkers, 204 points.
2: Michael Clark, you could be getting yourself in your £250 of Canterbury gear, you could get yourself this lovely Canterbury jersey. You could also get yourself a, that beautiful England shirt that you're modelling there, Phil. It's nice, isn't it? Oh, that does look nice. And those tracksuit bottoms that you're wearing, JB, look mm. gorgeous. Uh, at Rugby Podcast on Twitter, get in touch with us there and get the ACAST app and listen to us via that for pictures of JB stag do that I'll be sneaking in on the little visual element that you, you can put in on that. That's uh, great. In the meantime, at Rugby Podcast, we'll catch you next time. JB. Goodbye, Tim. Phil. Cheers, Tim. In a bit. Um, she's a lion person, but she's a reptilian lion. And her name is Zuga La La Lah. Zuga is her original lion name, but when she defected to the reptile race, they added the La La Lah.
1: Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods